et benedicam tibi, et magnificabo nomen tuum, erisque benedictus. I will bless thee, and magnify thy name, and thou shalt be benedict. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. We have always, in every celebration of Holy Mass, to incline the ear of our hearts to the introit. Why is the introit so important? It is that by which the Holy Ghost says to each one of us, they The intro, it sets in movement our great procession to the altar. And from the altar, with Christ, priest and victim, to the Father. The intro, it always tells us in one way or another where we are going and how to get. Today, the intro it is not taken, as is usual, from the Psalms. But the Church, with the freedom that comes to her from the Holy Ghost, draws from the twelfth chapter of the book of Genesis. Now, the context is, of course, the vocation of Abraham. And one word recurs again and again in this story. It is the verb to bless. It is blessing and blessed. In Latin, of course, the significance of the choice of this text for the intro, it becomes very clear, especially in the concluding phrase of the introit. Erisque benedictus, and thou shalt be blessed, that is, benedict. The context is this. And the Lord said to Abram, Go forth out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and out of thy father's house, and come to the land which I shall show thee. It is the story, in fact, of the vocation not only of Abram, but of Saint Benedict, and of all of his sons and daughters down through the ages. Come from thy kindred, out of thy country, out of thy father's house, and come into the land which I shall show thee. Of course, this intro it, is a kind of counterpoint, isn't it, to the gospel. One must learn to hear the intro it and the gospel together. And after the call comes wonderful 
a series of wonderful promises, and I will make of thee a great nation. Today, of course, this promise is addressed not only to Abram, but, as I explained, the church, with the liberty that comes to her from the Holy Ghost, takes this word and applies it to our Father St. Benedict. I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and magnify thy name, and thou shalt be blessed. And then something extraordinary happens in this introit. The anthem of the introit is God speaking. But in the verse of the introit, Saint Benedict responds to the voice of God the call of God. And what does St. Benedict say, or rather, sing? He sings, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and let all that is within me bless his holy name. Note the recurrence of the word. Benedic anima mea domina, et omnia que intra me sunt nomini santo eius. Benedict the Blessed One, blesses the blessed. This, of course, must be heard with reference to what we sang last night, that first antiphon of first Vespers of St. Benedict taken from the second book of the Dialogues. Fuit vir there was a man of venerable life, blessed by grace. That's what this intro is about. And blessed in name, for he was called Benedict. And then going to the epistle. It's taken from the 48th chapter of Ecclesiasticus, and the final part of the epistle is taken from the first verse of chapter 49. Damalaita will be pleased to discover that in this epistle, it's Elijah himself, the prophet, who becomes a figure of, an image of, none other than our father, St. Benedict himself. And this, for you, dear son, is especially significant. The church takes this text that speaks to us of Elias the prophet, but excises the name of Elias from the text in the liturgical epistle, takes out his name, and allows us, inspires us, to insert there the name of Benedict, again, in the freedom that comes from the Holy Ghost, so that the epistle becomes and not here today, Elias the prophet, but, and Benedict stood up as a fire. What a marvelous image of St. Benedict. He stood up as a fire, and his word burnt like a torch. The text goes on, thus was Elias, says the biblical text. But the liturgical text would have us insert here. Thus was Benedict magnified in his wondrous works. And who can glory like to thee? And then we have this 
beautiful sentence. Blessed are they that saw thee. Blessed they that saw the blessed one, the one blessed by God, the man who blesses God. They participate in the blessing given him, what St. Thomas calls a capital grace. That is to say, the blessing poured out over the head of the Father, like ointment upon the head of Aaron, running down upon his beard, even down into the hem of his garment. This is the capital grace, or if you will, the capital blessing given to St. Benedict. And it continues to flow, reaching his progeny in every age. And then, the biblical text says, the memory of Josias is like the composition of a sweet smell made by the art of a perfumer. But the liturgical text would have us hear the memory of Benedict is like the composition of a sweet smell made by the art of a perfumer. His remembrance shall be sweet as honey in the mouth. And indeed it is. It is music at a banquet of wine. Going from the epistle, then, to the offertory antiphon. It's taken from the first psalm, Beatus Vir. The first psalm is then presented to us in today's Mass as being in some way a portrait of our father, St. Benedict. And so we sing in the offertory, He, Benedict, shall be like a tree which is planted near the running waters. What a beautiful image of our father, St. Benedict which shall bring forth its fruit in due season, and his leaf shall not fall off, and all whatsoever he shall do shall prosper. I'm intrigued by this image of the running waters, the running waters. And it seems to me that the offertory antiphon from the first psalm must be linked up to that passage in the Apocalypse, in the 22nd chapter, in which we are given to see a, another running water, the river of water of life. And he showed me a river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Do you see now why? This particular verse of the first psalm is sung at the offertory of today's Mass. Like a tree which is planted near the running waters, the running waters of that river of water of life, clear as crystal, that proceeds from the throne of God and of the Lamb. In approaching the altar, we approach the throne of God and of the Lamb, and we are given to drink of the water of life that flows sacramentally. And we monks, 
especially by virtue of our vow of stability, our men planted near the running waters of the church's sacramental life. So there's all this going on in the offertory of today's Mass. And then we come to the secret of today's Mass, which I find altogether compelling. Because it begins with the word sushite. I don't know if that struck the fathers this morning in offering your private masses, how beautiful it is that of all the possibilities uh, for the secret of the mass of our father, St. Benedict, we should be given a text that begins with this word, sushite, or the Benedictine word, the Benedictine gesture, par excellence, that that expresses all that God calls us to be in his presence. And so we shall pray in a few moments, sushite. And of course, that, that calls up the marvelous gesture, empty hands raised heavenward, the very gesture of Christ the priest on the altar of the cross, making the offering of himself, the pure victim, the holy victim, the spotless victim to the Father, naked and in utter poverty. This is the very gesture that, in a few weeks, Brother Hildebrand will make when he pronounces his simple vows. And a week later, the gesture that both Don Finian and Dom Elijah will make at their solemn profession. This entering into the self-offering of Jesus to the Father, this identification with Christ, the offerer, the priest, and Christ, the offering, the oblation. This sushipe, I like to translate it. It's so rich a word that one can translate it in any number of ways. But I like to hear it this way. Sushipe omnipotens Deus, take unto thyself, O Almighty God. For St. Benedict, the word sushipe has a, a very particular meaning because in the culture of ancient Rome, after the birth of a child, there would be the rite of the suscepcio, a, a rite by which a man would acknowledge a newborn child as his own child and would say publicly in the presence of witnesses, I am the father of this child. It must have been very dramatic because the child would be there uh, lying I suppose, in a little cot, and the father would be brought in, and you can just imagine the witnesses holding their breath. Is he going to acknowledge this child or not? 
And I see the little child. What does a child do spontaneously when he sees someone approach his car? He lifts his little hands up, doesn't he? And he asks to be lifted up. He wants to be noticed. I picture this moment of the Roman suscepzio when the father enters in and he looks at the child bending over the cart. He looks into the little one's face and then what does he do? He takes the child into his great arms and lifts the child up and there's an explosion of joy. He has acknowledged the child as his own. And this is what is in the mind of St. Benedict when he chooses that verse from Psalm 118 for the profession of a monk. Sushipe me, take thou me to thyself, Father. And so the secret of today's Mass begins with this evocative word. Take unto thyself, O Almighty God, these sacred gifts which we offer unto thee on the festival of our blessed father, Benedict the Abbot. And then the prayer becomes incandescent. It goes on, ut, you always want to listen for the ut, because that's when the punchline comes. Ut sicut iriamorem tuum eximium tribuisti, so that even as thou didst grant him thy surpassing love, this is the benediction, the blessing, that was already evoked in the introit. It is the blessing of a surpassing love, the blessing by which one becomes a son in the Son. And then this extraordinary petition, Ita, Ita, so also, et nobis eius, Patrocinio divine caritatis flamas accendas, so also thou wouldst, through his protection, set us ablaze in the flames of divine charity. That's the secret of today's Mass. We are asking to be set ablaze in the flames of divine charity. Today, in this particular way, we cast ourselves headlong into the Holocaust that is the Mass. We cast ourselves into this Holocaust that we may be altogether set ablaze and consumed in the fire of divine charity, even as Saint Benedict was. And in doing this, day after day, we too shall be blessed. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.